Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. Today, we feature the rich and evocative songs of Chelsea Williams. Chelsea recently released a new album on Blue Elan Records called Beautiful and Strange, a record that tells winding stories set against a lush soundscape produced by her musician husband, Ross Guerin. During this episode, Chelsea describes how she developed her craft through years of busking on the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica. Also, like many artists, Chelsea talks about how she's had to pivot and support her record by scheduling a live stream Instagram tour which you can check out by following her at Chelsea Williams Music. On today's show, Chelsea performs three songs from the Beautiful and Strange record. She performs the title track, Dust, and Wasted. So let's have Chelsea get things started by performing Beautiful and Strange on Joy Sounds. Ask me who I'm gonna be in 17 years And I'll tell you a sweet little story And it might be what you wanna hear But it's just pretend Tell me who you wanna see when you look in the mirror And it might be something to fear But I won't cry myself to sleep Cause it's just pretend Oh, we say all kinds of things To all kinds of people Pretending that we have the reins But it's all just one big leap of faith To be living, breathing, dreaming Oh, we say all kinds of things To all kinds of people Pretending we could rearrange this breathtaking pattern of atoms that's beautiful and strange. Thank you. 
people pretending that we have the reins, but it's all just one big leap of faith to be living, breathing, dreaming. No, we see all kinds of things to all kinds of people pretending that we could rearrange this breathtaking pattern of atoms that's beautiful and strange, beautiful and strange. Don't wake me, I'm dreaming. And that was Chelsea Williams, along with Ross Guerin on bass harmonica, performing Beautiful and Strange, and it is my pleasure to welcome to Joy Sounds, Chelsea Williams. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you, and so nice to meet you. What a great song. I don't get a chance to hear waltzes enough these days, so you threw us all a curveball by having it in three, four time. This is the title track off your new record, right? It is, yes. The record is called Beautiful and Strange, and hopefully it's more beautiful than strange, but it's definitely, <laughs> there's there's a lot of strange in there. Yes, well, it's it, we're going to talk about it because it, it, it's hard to classify, and I mean that in the most positive sense. But this song in particular, how did this song come to be? I guess this song kind of was sparked out of a debate that I've been having with my friends for many years, sort of about the difference between magical thinking and scientific thinking and the accuracy of either one of them. Or That's a great debate. That's like yeah. a, that's like a that's like a very topical debate, right? It yeah, it is. We've been known to like stay up all night talking on this subject. So the song kind of sparked out of that and it's it's sort of a story about how we all sort of lie to ourselves, but that that can be a, a beautiful thing. Sometimes it's necessary. This sort of cognitive dissonance that's built into us as human beings yes. can be a beautiful thing and it can be a, a very negative thing. But ultimately the chaos that it creates in this world is a really beautiful thing. That I, It's sort of like this beautiful dance that happens. I loved listening to this record. As I told you off air before we got started, I listened to it from front to beginning, and it's such a rich sounding record. And I have to say, it sounds expensive. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with real strings and real instruments, and you got to produce it with your husband. Yes. Cross, yeah. Darren. How did the production and the vision of this record come together we spent like a year well i i was right i wrote all the songs but we spent a year sort of just like getting production demos together figuring out exactly how we wanted the songs to sound and one of them skin and bones we ended up totally just re-recording and starting from scratch Mm. because it just wasn't feeling right but yeah it's it's really great to be working with ross because we live together i just like wake up and roll into the studio in my sweatpants and my slippers and and just work you know and work into the night and as you sort of already mentioned sort of the title track and the name of it the beautiful and strange that does sum up the record because It's sonically beautiful. The songwriting is beautiful, but it's got some quirks to it. I've always been into like weird sounding music. I I remember many times growing up getting the pound on the door from my mom, like turn that noise off because, you know, I I just like really strange sounds. You know, I love things like the musical saw and I love the banjo. I love the accordion, you know, these instruments that sometimes get a bad rap for being a little bit grating or something, you know. Right. But I just I have a deep love 
for oddities. <laughs> yes, but it's also put against a backdrop of um, some great traditions. I, I know that you are heavily influenced by traditional country artists, Americana artists. And so mm -hmm. while we might hear a toy piano in your recordings or a musical saw, it still has its roots in, I think, a really great reverence for songwriting tradition, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I grew up listening to classic country artists like Hank Williams and Patsy Cline, but then also fantastic folk artists like Joni Mitchell and Bob Dylan, who I have an endless amount of respect for songwriting-wise. This is the first time we're meeting. So yeah. Get, yeah, so give me a little bit of background as to you know how you got into writing and music, and what was your formative process like? I'm told that I wrote my first song when I was five years old. My mom was actually a, a singer and a songwriter as well. She, so I grew up listening to her writing songs in the living room and jamming with her musician friends. And one of her best friends had a garage studio and they would record records together there. So I was always kind of around it. And then later in life, I picked up the guitar and started writing and just, it just spiraled from there. It was almost like, I didn't feel like I could really do anything else well. But when I picked up the guitar, I was like, oh, this just, this feels right. I need to be singing. <laughs> you got yourself out there pretty early on in the open mic circuit and those types of things. So you really developed your skills seemingly on stage. Well, I started writing for real, like actual songs when I was like 13 and, and started performing shortly after that. But then when it really took off was when I started busking. I started playing music on the street in Santa Monica on Third Street Promenade. And man, I used to play out there for like 20 hours a week. I'd go out on a Saturday at 10 a.m. and come home at 10 p.m. and just, you know, play all day. And that's really, I feel like, where I grew up as a person and as a, as a musician and a, and a songwriter, getting to play brand new songs out there on the street for people who may or may not have wanted to hear them. Yeah. But that's you, that's a good way to get some honest feedback, you know? There's no substitute for the hours that you put in in terms of the performing and getting your skills in place. That seems like almost kind of a performer's boot camp. Right. Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> and when you're out there in Santa Monica on the promenade, some pretty interesting people come by. Yeah. I've, I've met all kinds of all kinds of characters out <laughs> in Santa Monica <laughs> busking. Uh, some more welcome than others, but some people I've met out there. Ron Howard was out there one day and picked up a CD. That was pretty fun. Cheryl Crow bought my CD while I was out there. She was there with her baby. It was amazing. <laughs> That's got to be a thrill when somebody who's really kind of in your sphere as a singer-songwriter, yeah. Cheryl Crow, comes by. That's cool. Absolutely. No, I, I grew up listening to Tuesday Night Music Club. That was like, I had the, the cassette tape of that. I might be dating myself, but I had the cassette tape and I actually wore it out. And the next next song that you're going to perform for us is called Dust, and it makes use of a looping pedal, which is just really cool. And I'm just wondering, is that part of your tools from your busking days? Actually, I only started looping a couple years ago, and I it was after the first record that Ross and I made together was in 2017. It was called Boomerang. And that was similar to this one where it was fully produced with strings and horns and, you know, layered guitar parts, layered vocal parts that I was never going to be able to recreate live as a solo performer. Because that's, you know, when I go out on tour, I, I usually perform duo or solo. I don't have a, you know, an orchestra or even a, a percussionist or a drummer most times. Yeah. In 2017, in order to feel like I could fully represent the record, I brought the looper pedal into the fold and 
started stacking harmonies and rhythms and it's just been a lot of fun. And it's tricky. It can be tricky. Yeah, I was surprised at how tricky it is to, you know, you've got to set up the loop exactly right or else if you get even just like a split second too long on one of them, it's like you're off for the rest of the song. Yeah, exactly. If you if you make a mistake, you get to hear the mistake over and over. Exactly. And, There's yeah. no Apple Z button. No, no, definitely not. What can you tell us about Dust? How did you come to write this song? Man, this this song kind of came about pretty soon after the 2016 presidential election. And I was just sort of assessing the world and, and feeling a lot of heaviness at that time and a lot of heaviness, especially about immigration policy. And so it's it's a little bit related to that. So that's where it sort of stemmed from. But it, it kind of encompasses a little bit more than that in, in, the, in the lyrical content. So this is Chelsea Williams performing Dust on Joy Sounds. i 
and that was Dust, performed by Chelsea Williams. Thank you so much for your support as we recently reached a bit of a milestone with 50 episodes. It has been such a rewarding journey to bring you such a wide range of incredibly talented musicians. If you'd like to support Joy Sounds, please consider visiting patreon.com slash joysoundsmusic. Once again, that's patreon.com slash joysoundsmusic. And subscribe on a monthly basis at whatever level works best for you. All proceeds go towards the production costs of Joy Sounds, and your support will help ensure that we'll be around for another 50 episodes. Now, let's get back to our conversation with Chelsea Williams. And that was Chelsea Williams performing Dust. Really appreciate the thoughtfulness of the lyrics. And I'm wondering, is that part of your writing, sort of the writing about social change, social justice, those types of issues? Is is that a part of sensibility of your writing? It's starting to be. I mean, it's. I never used to write about that stuff until the last couple of years. And I think it's just like, something that's been on my mind more, you know? And so when I'm sitting at the piano or pick up my guitar, it's just like, it's on my mind and the words just come out that way, you know? You, you can barely avoid it, I would imagine. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, it, when it, when it's so front and center. Yeah, and it's it's therapeutic. I mean, obviously it's, it's also, you know, getting involved and being active politically and socially is, is more important, yeah. <laughs> arguably. But the songwriting part is definitely therapeutic for me. I wouldn't discount how important that is because part of your job as an artist is to provide these insights and this commentary so we, the listener, can also help process these things and make sense of it for ourselves. Your artistic role in these times, in this day and age, I think is actually really, really important. Yeah, I definitely look at songwriting as sort of like an artistic journalism where you're sort of reporting what's happening around you and how you you see it. So in addition to your solo artist act, you also play in some bands, right? So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, for the past 10 years, I've been in a sort of bluegrass Americana band. I say sort of bluegrass because there's actually like a bluegrass historical preservation society right, and right. they do not classify us as bluegrass, which is understandable. But we do have a mandolin, sometimes a banjo and a stand-up bass. So it's it gets pretty bluegrassy. It sounds like it's a blast. That sounds like it's a ton of fun. My guess is that it sort of feeds into your solo work and your writing. Absolutely. Yeah, that's sort of that string band sound that I love so much, and it definitely influences my my solo work as well. As I understand it, Beautiful and Strange is your second record from your record label, Blue Elan, which you said is, is a fairly recent relationship, right, in signing with this label? Yeah, I signed with Blue Elan uh, toward the end of 2016 and released my first record with them in 2017. It's actually a funny story. Um, I, I met the owner of the label while busking on Third Street Promenade. Um, I, was, I was playing <laughs> <laughs> and he came up and gave me his business card and, and told me he this, his exact words, I think, were, I want to help you make the record of your dreams. And I was like, okay, all right. I was a little skeptical. Skeptical, of, of course. course. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've been playing out there for at least ten years. So many different kinds of people have have given me their business card. I've gotten like the weirdest, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. There's there's some weirdos out there. So I, I was a little skeptical at first, and I didn't call him. But the next week, he came back, and he he said, "No, really, you're going to want to call me." And I did, and I met with him and, and the team at the label, and it's 
turned out to be an incredible relationship. Right? This is like a made-for-movie story, you know. It's yeah. kind of, you know, you're somebody who's either playing in the subway or something like that, and quote unquote gets discovered. You know, kudos to this guy. Who give me his name? He deserves a shout out. Kirk Passage. Shout out to Kirk for the perseverance and the persistence to show back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's really come through on his word. You know, I've, I've gotten to make two records with a bigger budget than I've ever had in my whole previous career. And it's it's been a really incredible experience. So what lies ahead for you? I know we are talking amidst a pandemic that has changed everybody's plans. But beyond that, sort of what does the future hold for Chelsea Williams? Man, I mean, at this point, I've been taking it kind of day to day. I, I had a tour scheduled for the release of my record that got canceled slash postponed slash canceled again. So it's like kind of relearning how to be a live performer in this new environment that we're living through. But I've been having a lot of fun doing live streams on social media, which is a great substitute and a really surprising way to connect with well i guess it's it's not that surprising it's the internet like it's a great way to connect with right people. but it is it is different right yeah yeah and and you know having different kinds of exchanges with people and people from far away you know somebody from italy was watching my last stream or australia people that i never probably would have gotten to perform for before i'm putting together a calendar of a live stream instagram tour you know <laughs> so this is the new normal for a while but you know, and then looking ahead, I think Ross and I are probably going to make another record after this one. I'm starting to write again. I obviously have a lot of time on my hands for yes. that. So. <laughs> right. Yes, a lot. I think a lot of new records are going to come out of this time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We will put your Instagram contact information on our website so okay. that our listeners who I know will want to follow you and check out some of these Instagram live streams. So we'll make sure that they can reach you easily. Do you have any aspirations or opportunities to have your music placed into film or television? Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely something that I'm open to. And I think we're just now starting to try to create some of those relationships. So that's definitely on the horizon. This has been a fantastic conversation this afternoon. Thank you so much. It's been great hearing all about your music and getting to know you a bit. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been really nice talking and it's so great to meet you. Yes, absolutely. But before you go, I would love to have you and Ross perform one last song. And uh, which one do you want to play for us? I want to do Wasted. It's a song called Wasted, um, and it's the most recent single from the new record. This one, actually, it came from a, a nugget of a song that I had written like six years ago. And when I was writing for this record last year, I ended up, I started playing it again and I played it for Ross. And I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but he insisted that I finish it. He was like, no, that's, that's a great, you have to finish that one. And so I did. And it ended up being one of my favorite songs on the record, actually. It's sort of about getting out of a toxic relationship and the sort of freedom and the weightlifting that you feel after that. And you just illustrated the benefit of having a wonderful producer with a second set of ears to give you some insights and be a sounding board for you on songs that you don't have the same perspective for. Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes you're just too close to the project and it's hard to get that perspective and it was really nice. Ross is a great he has he has a great set of ears you probably know and you know it's it's nice to have that not only does he have a great set of ears he's so talented on such a wide range of instruments we heard him on beautiful and strange playing the bass harmonica which there's no sound like that absolutely and yeah. <laughs> 
And I can see by our little Zoom connection, you guys got a toy piano. And I think this one's got a Mellotron and a toy piano. And that's that's what Ross brings, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He brings basically like a whole orchestra of sound. (laughs) Very handy. Very yeah. nice. So, well, thank you. We wish you great success. Congratulations on the record. And we will keep an eye out for your future live streams and maybe some new music here pretty soon, which is very exciting. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. But before we go, this is Chelsea Williams performing Wasted on Joy Sounds. Thanks, Chelsea. All best. Stepped on too many cracks. Did I break your back? I don't want to tell the truth anymore Tired of pinning down the facts So you can paint them black And I'm feeling kind of cool Keeping score Further west, still there's something tugging at my sleeve Doing better than my best to outrun this mess But some days you just gotta scream and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know.